I'm Jamie. And this is the Codependent Podcast. Welcome back to another week of your favorite podcast on the whole internet. Hello, girly pops. I'm in Europe. We missed you. <laughs> Kenzie's in Europe. I'm, I'm missing Kenzie. I'm missing... I'm no, missing I, l- you I like guys. literally texted you this week and was like, Jamie, what are you going to do while I'm gone? No, like, what am I going to do? Like, you better keep that little bean inside. Kenzie, that will be really stressful. I will be mad at you. I... I will be mad at myself, but let's just also comment at the fact that you were in Utah when I was giving birth to Pierce. Well, yeah, that is true. And I also left two days after Rossi was born to go to Hawaii. That is also true. Yeah. So we don't have a good track record. We really don't. You know, when I was booking this trip, I was like, okay, early December, like that's 34, 35 weeks. Like you'll be fine. But then now that we're here, I'm like, that's like... Like, that's early. Uh, yes, that's, like, yes, NICU time. Yes, like, yeah. I don't want like you to have I, your baby that early. But also, like, you could. But also, I could. I know. I accidentally posted that I was going to be 34 weeks, and I had people coming at me. They're like, no, you're only going to be 33. I'm like, how do you know better than I know? But they do. But they do. Yeah, you actually, you know, I actually almost replied to that. But you I was should have, like, because I didn't know. I was like, that's weird, because I could have sworn she was just 32 weeks, like, did we like it's been a busy it's been a it's busy been a couple bi- weeks it feels like it's been an extra two <laughs> weeks you guys I'm sorry so for everyone that corrected me you're right I am actually only 33 weeks today but I guess when this comes out I will be 34 so suck it so suck it I will be 34 <laughs> so baby's the size of a celery oh that's weird I don't like that comparison because I just think it's of like, like skinny a skinny yeah yeah like I get they're like long a, and it's like a bushel I'm like yeah like, get a bushel of celery like I want like a like a pumpkin or like a cantaloupe or like yeah, something celer- round. On, yeah. Why is it celery? Why is it celery? I'm not quite sure. Four pounds though. So like <laughs> it's little, but like, but it's like you can have a four pound baby. Yeah. People do. People like, do all the time. Dude. I, it's actually like really stressing me out how soon you are to giving birth. I know. So don't remind me. I got lots to do. Did you, or your hypnobirthing class was canceled last week for yeah. Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. 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 So I'll have an update with our Europe update. Yeah, you know that might just be like a big update. That's just gonna be like a big updated episode. Maybe we'll do all like the things. I did get like when I did travel questions a couple weeks ago. I did oh, have yes. a bunch of people reply to that story and say like, just do a full podcast on it. Easy. So we'll do like recap, update travel. on our lives, yes. travel, Love whatnot. It. We have our sisters coming on in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed we can make that work. But we're excited about that one. Very excited about that one because I. Always get questions about Kendall. Yep, yep. So it's like literally all people care about. So it'll be perfect. Um, Jamie, can we talk about what I made you today? Oh, yes. Well, I made it yesterday, but I yes. brought it today. Yes, Kenzie brought me some soup. Jamie's been like really craving soup. I love soup. That's like, I'm always in the mood for soup. It is. DJ said it's the best chicken enchilada chili I've ever made. Okay, I'm excited. It was. Did you eat it with chips? We did. I ate, I like, you know, I like my soups dense. Yes. I don't like a liquid soup. No, I don't really either. The only liquid soup I like is Nordstrom's tomato soup. Which is kind of creamy. But you dip the crostinis in it. Yeah. So it's like yes. the same idea. Yes. No. You I, sound so cultured because usually when you order that, you say, can I have the bread thingy? Well. Now you sound cultured. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You want to know, I'm actually culturing our daughter right now, too, because... Our daughter. Our daughter. <laughs> Mine and your daughter. Yes. <laughs> but, oh, I did tell you, I did say on the podcast last week that somebody asked her what we were doing in Paris, because we were at the dance performance, yes. and they asked, who are you here to see dance? She goes, my best friend. My best friend. 
And I was like, okay, Maybe. I'm going to cry. But I was like, it's also her cousin. And then we were talking about like Europe and Payson goes, we're going to Paris. We're going to Disneyland. And I was like, Disney mom. I'm like, Payson, you're making us sound like we're like traveling to Europe to, to go, go to, to Disney. Disneyland. We're not. We're, we're taking a pit stop. In Disney. Like Disney is just an add on. It's just, it's just a one dayer. Exactly. Like we're not going. And so I'm like, Payson, you don't sound cultured. So now we're, we're learning about like. Because she's missing 10 days of school, which, like, she's in pre-K, so, like, it's not it's that big right, of a deal. Right, Now's But I'm, the like, time. we're traveling to a different country. Like, I want her to, like, learn about the culture. No, like, I love that. And so we've been learning about the Eiffel Tower, and if you ask her, like, how tall is the Eiffel Tower? She says, um, 100 meteors tall. And it's so cute. It's the cutest thing it's ever. It's literally the cutest thing ever. And so now we have flashcards where we're I, going over like it. all of the landmarks of Paris. So when we get there, she'll be like, that's the Louvre. I've seen the Louvre on the flashcards. So we're getting a little more cultured. And like if I travel with my kids, like especially if I have to pull them out of school, they should learn something on our trips. Like I love, I love the idea of like homeschooling, but it's like a traveling homeschool yes, where yes, you yes, kind yes. of like, I've seen that and, and I just I love it. I love it. It's like a travel year. No, and it is. Yeah. I would love at some point to do that with to my do kids that. because it needs to be in the next like five years. Cause I feel like elementary yes. school is like, I mean, those are like the foundations. Like I'm not trying to say they're not important. Those are like the foundational years of kids education, but also they're the years that you kind of can get away like, with. Like, and I could teach how to do two plus two. Exactly. I can't teach how to multiply trigonometric functions. Like literally. So exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, I just, I want my kids to experience. Like I oh, want 100%. them to like learn things like, and know what and we're that's seeing. why taking your kids with you on a trip is good. Exactly. So. And like Navy still talks about everything she saw in Ireland. Oh yeah. Like, and like kids remember things. Payson's old enough. Like, oh, she'll she remember. She can start learning yes, things. She will start. So anyways. I'll give you an update when we get home. Yeah, that'll be a good update. I'm very excited. Oh, so I love that. Today, what are we doing, Jane? Today, we are giving you guys our solicited advice, our best solicited yeah, advice. Yeah, because you need it. Because you asked for it. Okay, <laughs> you asked. <laughs> so we're giving you our best solicited advice. Um, we actually have some like really, I got like some really fun ones. Usually when I post a box, I will get DMs with like really long ones, which I love that too. I love like reading the long totally. stories, like specific scenarios you want advice for, but we got a lot of like, just kind of like, well, I shouldn't speak for you, but we, I got a lot of like kind of more basic ones that I'm excited to like, like short and sweet, short and sweet, like how to do this or like, it's not as for specific. This. Like I feel like sometimes we get really specific ones that are like my, my boyfriend's yes. sister's friend is mean to me. Like, how do I she, navigate? She made this comment. Like, should I be angry? But like, yes, but these but are that's like, like a little more niche. It is, which is fine. I love I'd love to give you advice. I'd love to give <laughs> <But> you advice. <laughs> these ones are a little bit more broad. So They're a little bit more broad, and I hope they'll touch something for somebody. And we can just, like, jump into all these topics. Yeah, I feel like we did a good recap last week. We don't really have much to talk about this week. So yeah. let's so just give people our, unsolic our solicited. Do not say unsolicited. Our solicited advice. Our absolute solicited advice. Do you have yours uh, ready and pulled up? I do. Okay. I could do one. Okay. Go okay. Should I quit my job and move to the hill country? I'm single and I feel like now is the time. Oh, uh, what's the hill country? I don't know. Okay, I'm guessing it's just like out of the city. Yeah, or like she, she just wants to move because she's single. She's not really doing much and she feels like now's the time. I mean, yeah, like when you're single, take on the world. Even if you're married and you don't have kids. Take on the world. Go do stuff. Like Kendall is talking about moving to Santa Monica next year with Kat, like to live and next to Kat. And she's moving to Boston. And she's moved to Boston at the same time. I don't know. 
I don't know I don't what know. she's going to do. But she can do that. She can literally and pick up and move because she works remote. She's dating, but she's like, you know, that she can go with her. Her yeah. girlfriend can go with her. Like, why would you not? Why would you not? That's, I wish, I mean, like. You don't want to change anything. I don't want to change anything. Right. I don't want to change anything. No, right. But I do wish, like, but, and here's the thing. We did get married so young, and we had kids so young, we couldn't have moved anywhere but Rexburg, Idaho, because the rent was $400. No, literally. And that is about what we could afford. Yes. So we couldn't afford to move anywhere else. Like, no. If it was now, and we didn't have two kids, we would move to New York. These are endless. We could move to Santa Monica. We could move to Europe. Like, Boston. Exactly. (laughs) Like, you could move to all these different places, and I... Like, we're doing what we can now with our kids. Like, we're going to Europe. Like, of course. We're doing yes, what we can, and there's like, other, like, loopholes. Yes. But, like, like mom and dad, they're done having kids. Yes. We're all grown up. They have grandkids. So now's their time to go and do that, which yep. I think is more like what we will do because Completely, we did have our kids so young. Yeah. But there are so many times that I wish that I could have done that. One of our best friends, we went to dinner with her um, a couple weeks ago. She graduated the same year as us, and she's a PA living in New York City in this cute little studio apartment. Like, Living her best life. Like a single best life or dating or whatever, but like just, yeah, go live your best life. Go do Go I, try it out. If, if you, you don't need like someone it, to tell you to do it, 100%, let me tell go you, do it. go do it. Go do it. I don't think you'll regret it. You'll learn so much about yourself. And yes. if you don't like it, go move you, back. Yeah, move back. Like, who cares? Who cares? It's just you. I'm happy that we moved to Rexburg. I didn't love Rexburg. Yes. But it was really good for us to not be close to our families and kind of like figure things out on our own. Like, I mean, both our families are very involved, yes. like especially yes. DJs. Yep. And so I think it was really good for us to get to away. Like learn about yourself. And like prioritize completely. like us in our marriage. And yep. you know, like I think it is important as a newlywed couple to not live next to your parents. I totally Even agree. if it's for a year. If you can. If you can. Get, go. Go. Do, do something, girl. Like go do something. Fully support you. Fully support it. I love it. Okay. These are two in a row. Oh, wait. Okay. I guess they're the same people, but um, it's an easy one. Home organization for not organized people. Whew. Is that a question for me? So how to be organized without being an organized person? I feel like this question is directed at me, not really at Jamie. <laughs> at Kenzie. <laughs> um, but give me, give me your tips. I mean, I think my biggest tip, like staying organized, staying clean, like is to have designated spots for stuff. Like- you can have one single junk drawer in your house. You should not have other places of junk. I have one junk drawer, Jamie. I'm proud of you. Like, you should not have more than that because then you're going to be stressed. Like, you're going to, it's not organized. Yes. Have a spot for everything. And once your everything has a spot, slowly get organizational bins, buckets, whatever, for each of those items. Like, if you have a medicine cabinet, get little bins where you put all your medicine instead yes. of just, like, throwing it in there because... It's going to become unorganized as you throw more stuff in there. Yeah. So slowly, like, all that stuff is expensive. I know, like, to buy, like, a bunch of bins. But, like, start with one spot at a time in your house and slowly organize, label, have it. Put away. Put away. Yes. I love that. Yep. One of my tips as an unorganized girly. Love. Um, stay on top of it. Yeah. I clean my house yep. every single day. A nightly. A nightly. Or nappy. Or nap, whatever works. I, I say night and nap personally. Just that's because what I do. That's with when it comes to naps, I will, I'll like almost like deep clean. Yep. Like yep. all like because ev- nobody's in my house, right? So it makes right. it easy. That's when I like sweep and mop, put laundry away. 
you know, do all of that stuff. Yes. And then bef- like at bedtime, me and DJ have this rule. Whoever puts Payson down, the other one needs to pick up dinner, like, like get the house situated. So when we're done putting Payson down, that one just gets to come out of the room and we don't have to do anything. Also, the person that doesn't do Payson's bedtime has to pack lunch. Completely. Because Payson's our hard one. Pierce, you just get to go lay in his bed and he goes right yep. to bed. But Payson <laughs> needs a prayer, a song, a story, and then like a little chit chat session. Yes, completely. And like a little bit of cuddles and like, you that, know. That's so Rossi for and us. And that's normally, <laughs> normally I do that. Yes. Just because I enjoy doing it and yeah. like I feel like it just goes smoother yeah so then DJ goes out he picks up everything he puts things next to the kids doors that are theirs yep he'll like yep. d- get the dishes done pack Payson's lunch it just if you don't feel like doing it just do it like every night you should have a pickup you don't need a clean scrub have a pickup don't go to bed with dishes in your sink that's what I was literally that is to say. the worst habit to get into in my opinion because Number one, disgusting when you wake up in the morning. Your house smells like dirty dishes. It puts me in a bad mood. Literally gross. You're going to have to, then you're going to have two two meals because you're going to have bre- your breakfast meal and your dinner meal in the sink. Yep. Like, if you can, if you have the energy, just do the Stay dishes. Stay on top of it. Literally set a timer in your house. You don't realize how much you can get done in 10 minutes. The other night, like, we had a bunch of laundry on our bed and Justin's like, we're not folding this tonight, right? I said, no, we are. We're setting a timer for 10 minutes. We got it done in seven minutes. We it, folded three loads of laundry. I actually said that to DJ two days ago. We were putting laundry away, and, I, and we, I was dreading it. And it took us five minutes. And I was like, why did I dread that? Like, set a timer, and you'll see how fast you can get stuff done, actually. Set your timer and, like, get something done. Set a project, get it done. I think that's, like, my biggest tip. Because there was a time yes. where, like, I just, my ADHD would just not allow me yep. to clean. Yep. And I would just, like, put it on the back burner. Completely. And then every day it piled up and piled up and piled up. But I actually do think your first advice was really good because I do have the organizers. I do have the spots for everything. Yep. And it does make my life so much easier because I'm not just, like, like you're not really cleaning when you're just like shoving things into places. No, like you're you're making it look picked up, but like it's not. Deep down it's not organized. And that's like when I get to that point, I have to tackle something. You have to. Like yeah. like my um my like closet like by my my kitchen. Yes, yes. I it was just absurd thrown in there. It was just yeah. absurd. It was all the stuff It that was your catch-all closet. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like I actually want things in this closet. Yes. And so it took me 45 minutes, organize, get a black garbage bag, throw it all out. Throw stuff away, take everything out, like set one project at a time. That's, that's a, that's a really big tip for me. Yeah. I can't overwhelm myself. Yes. With like, you have to get everything done today. Yes. Today. You have one closet to work on. Today's the medicine cabinet. Tomorrow I'm doing the kitchen cabinets. The next day I'm doing the bathroom. Then I'm going to take a day off because I can't do anymore. Yes. And another thing for me is that like, it always gets worse before it gets better. You have to be like, okay, it's going to be messy, but then it's going to be good. Yes. Like when I did Pierce's room and I switched all the stuff into the playroom, my whole hallway leading up to his room was covered. There was garbage and there was bins and there was cardboard boxes. It was, it was ridiculous. Yep. It looked way like DJ got home. He's like, what exploded? And I'm like, just going to get worse. Trust the process. Trust the process. So those are our tips. Those and are good just ones. keep it picked up. And your kids like, cause the same one, someone's like bouncing kids, fun and a clean house. Let your kids play and make it dirty during a nap time, but don't go to bed with my mess. Clean it up. Right. When your kids are in bed, clean it up. 
I promise you, your kids will play better and longer if they have a clean place to play in the next day. If it is a disaster, they will not play. A hundred percent. They are over, they are overstimulated and overwhelmed. Yep. Every single kid, I promise you. hundred percent agree. Like just do a pickup, get it cleaned. The next day they can make a mess again. Love that. Your turn. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I feel like this is a good one because I have three back-to-back talking about dating. Okay. So I'm going to read Perfect. all three of them. Okay. So that we can kind of get a grasp on like what people want to know. dating. Kay. This one just says dating. Ha, 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 ha. Okay. She needs help. Perfect. Next one is how to get out of the loop of texting a boy and then keep going back even though it's so toxic. And the next one, dating few guys, a few guys over the same time period or one after another and focusing on just one. Okay. I so love those. I do have a lot of questions about dating. So like, let's yeah. just jump into dating. Yeah. Um, I was that one. I was always texting a lot of guys and or dating a guy and then jumping right into the next one. That was very right. me. Right. I like always had a boyfriend. Yep. Yep. I always was like somewhat in a relationship or I was like deciding if I wanted to be in a relationship with some with somebody. Yes. Yeah. So oof dating sucks like I it sucks but it's also like but it's so also fun. like a fun time of your life but I remember being in it and just like craving it to be over with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like here's my thing if you're talking to multiple guys at once and there's not a guy within that that you like want to stop talking to the other guys for then none of them are like the one if you're just trying to have fun and have I a, totally agree trying to have a good time text all the guys text all the guys like a hundred percent go hang out go on dates go do fun stuff but like yeah if there's not one guy that you're like oh he, like he's, I'm excited when he texts me the most or like he this this part this one guy's relationship is advancing the most like then that's fine like still go on dates and have fun and wait till you find like another guy to add but in. maybe don't get serious with one of don't them. pick one of them just because you have to like if you don't you do not have to because if you don't feel it with any of them then don't and you're allowed to talk to more than one guy at once yeah I if agree. you like them all the same and you're kind of waiting to kind of get to the next level with one of them keep going on dates with all of them yeah like and see if any of those progress like I feel like just just have fun with it yeah is my best advice how to get out of a toxic texting loop yeah I feel like this is like so common and so many people get like stuck because it's easy and it's like you want Everybody craves like a relationship, like some sort of a human relationship with whatever your sexual preference is. Like you want to be talking to somebody. You want to have like a communication. You want to like wake up to text messages. You want to like, you know, that's that's supernatural. Yeah. Like it's supernatural and normal, but like, I feel like if you just keep going back to the same person, like you're never going to stop until you just like cut it off. A hundred percent. Even though it's going to suck and you're going to feel lonely for a little bit, like it's just going to stay toxic until you literally just stop replying. Yeah. Like you literally just have to stop replying. Which is like easier said than done. Of course. Get everybody on board. Block yes. his number. Yes. Like that sounds dramatic, but block his number. Yeah. Like it yeah. will help. It will help. See, I love to not block because I love to like have the power. Yeah. I just don't have that much self-control. I know. I know. I, I love to be like, oh, they're texting me and I'm not replying. Ha ha. Yeah. I turn to the toxic one <laughs> where I'm like... <laughs> I'm not replying to you, like, F you, but. Well, and here's the other thing. If you don't have the self-control to not reply, block. Yeah, 100%. And block. that was me. And, I mean, I always go back to, like, DJ, which, like, yes. sounds really bad because, like, I married him. <laughs> but, like, that was how it was with DJ. We got stuck in this, like, 
we would text and then we'd hang out and then I'd fall in love with him again. And then I would like stop talking to every guy I was talking to because I was in love with DJ. And she's like, I'm not getting married. It, exactly. Yep. And then I would be like, well, heartbroken again, heartbroken again. And I feel like I got stuck in that toxic loop. You know what changed that toxic loop? Not speaking to him. You literally had to because you were just hurting yourself. Yep. Because Kenzie was like, I, I'm in love with him. And DJ was like, I'm not marrying you right now. Like, I'm not there. Like, I'm in love. But he would always say, I'm in love with you. But he wasn't, like, ready to, like, be seriously committed. But he wasn't ready to jump into that next spot where and I was you like, were, like, ready. And so I was like, okay, so we're done. I have to be done. I can't do this anymore. No. Nope. And finally, like, I had him unblocked at one point. Like, we weren't talking. I just yes. unblocked him because I felt like I had good self-control. Yes. And, by, and at that point, he was like, hey, let's hang out. Like, I'm ready. And I was like. Okay. Okay. And then that's like yes. when we got back together and we got married. Yeah. And, and if you feel that strongly with somebody and like they're the guy you always keep going back to, then it probably just needs time. Time. Time is either going to make you realize you don't love them or it's going to make you realize the heart grows fonder. Yes. And you need to give them time. DJ needed to realize it because imagine what if you would have forced him to like no. marry you. Well, and I and also then he, had like just turned 18. Like and then he regretted it. Yep. Like it hated you. And then you. I would resent him because I barely got to date. Exactly. Like, like and I got to date so much matter. during those two years of us being broken up. Yep. We both grew so much. Completely. Here's another thing that I would just recommend, and maybe this isn't for everyone, and like this might not be for Jamie, especially. <laughs> what? You don't have to leave on bad terms. That was like oh, something yeah. for like no, me I and agree. DJ, like no matter how pissed I was yes. that we weren't gonna be together. Yes. We never like I never, like, hated him. No, I agree with that. Like, I don't think it's ever, like... Why is that and, for me? Well, if a guy was being, like, super toxic to you, you would just cut them off and never talk to them ever again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, it depends It doesn't on, have to be a blow-up fight, though. You can just stop talking. That's true. Like, you don't have to be like, I'm not talking to you anymore. Like, I have never done that. I that's just, true. Well, just you would just never stop talking. again. Like, that's, that's true. Like, that's you true. don't have to have a fight. You can just say, like... Like, you can just slowly that's stop true. talking you would just ghost them yeah like I would never be like we're not talking I'm done with you but I feel like a lot of girls do that yes and they just get in like this huge blow-up fight with him I totally agree and then they her. end up back together yes and it's like that's and then you say stuff you don't mean which I will say I did that with like, DJ a little bit which is that's it's normal it's like normal. you said like girls do that like you text and you're like I'm mad and annoyed and like you say stuff but like just let it slowly fizzle off and like just stop talking to them and if they're a dick, like, or literally just stop replying one day. Yeah. And like if they're if a they dick and they you, keep texting you over and over again, that's when you block them. Exactly. And if they're being mean to you. Yeah. And if they just like keep bugging you, just be like, honestly, I just need time. Goodbye. Like, give me time and space. It doesn't have to be a fight. It doesn't have to be like a thing. Just like, just stop. Just stop. Yeah. Dating is hard. Dating 101. <laughs> I'm very sorry for all of you that are dating right now. But I also am like a little envious. Like dating can be really fun. Dating can be so fun. And let it be fun. Like getting That's butterflies what I was about to and say. like going on dates and getting dressed up. Like obviously you still do that. And this is actually going to segue into my next. But if it's not fun, stop it. Stop. Because you want to be with somebody for the rest of your life. That's fun. And you want to look back and be like, oh my gosh, remember when we did this when we were dating? Remember when we did this when we yes. were dating? Like you look back on those memories and you'll never get to do it again once you're married. Yep. I mean- I don't want to say that like making marriage sound bad, but this will be a piece of advice to go into that. Well, and sorry, I don't want to like stay on this tangent of dating, but like my mom always said like, and I kind of hate this, but I'm going to say it out loud. Okay. <laughs> you date 
who you marry, you marry who you date. Yep. And like, completely, you don't always have to be dating to get married. Like, I'm not saying that. And I feel like that's going to sound like that's what, like that I hated that my mom would say that. Cause like, sometimes I was just dating for fun. Well, and I think you should, like, and I, I think you should, I don't think you should like be rushing into your marriage. Like, because I personally felt like mom and dad wanted that from all of us. Yes. Like date and you're getting married. Like, well, that's kind of the culture. Will you marry them? Yeah. That's the Mormon culture. And it, but and like, yeah, I would get asked all the time, like, would you marry them? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like sometimes I just want to date, like go on a date. But if you are at that serious point yes. where you're only talking to that one person, you guys are talking about the future, really sit and think, how happy am I? Yeah. Is he making me laugh? Am I happy? Does he make forever? me feel special? Like, could I do this forever? Yes. And if it's getting to that serious point where all of your answers are no for that, then it's time then to just date time. more. Right. There's a point where dating just kind of like it either progresses or it doesn't. Yes. Are you progressing towards a future? The future can be in three years. Maybe you don't want to get married for three more years, but like, are, then are you thinking about moving in together? Are you thinking about that next step? Are you, you know, like there's other parts of dating that aren't like Mormon dating. Yes. That like other steps that you can take too. Just like. You want to be so happy. Yes. You want to marry your best friend. I totally agree. Like, and I remember dating other guys and like, it just didn't feel the same. Completely. When you meet the one. You know. You know. Yep. It might take you a year to know and that's okay. Yeah. But like, are you happy? Are you genuinely happy? Like that, you just, I just think all the time. Yep. Like, I'm be just happy. so happy and I yep. love spending time with my spouse. And that is huge. Just spending a lot of time with them. Yes. Oh, just so, a lot. Just a lot. Okay. Okay. First time mom in about three weeks. How do you not lose yourself and how do you keep your marriage alive? And I feel like this is so important and like it's so easy to lose yourself into motherhood. And like I feel like so many people do that and so many moms and like especially if number one, you don't live by family. Yes. You don't have free babysitting or babysitting or people you trust to babysit your newborn. But I will say this and like maybe people disagree, but like your marriage always needs to come first. I agree with that. You have to put your marriage first because you guys cannot be a functional good household if your marriage is not good. Yes. You're not going to be on the same page. You're going to be pissed at each other. You're going to have resentment towards each other. You have to be on the same page. Yeah. Like completely. And the only way to do that is to date each other still. Like keep going on dates. Yeah. Keep doing stuff for each other. And especially like with a newborn, I remember, well, this was with Pierce. And we, so we had Payson and yes. I will say I was lucky I had my mom here. But yes. if you don't have your mom here, I'm saying like with one newborn. Yes. We had Pierce and I remember mom was just like, drop Payson off with me. Like, just drop her off. You guys need to go on a date. Like, yes. take Pierce with you. He was like a couple weeks old. Right, right. And, and at that point, you don't really want to leave your newborn. Like, that's, exactly. that's really early. And so like, I dropped Payson off and I vividly remember this. We went out to dinner, went to Joy by Tacos. We sat outside. It was like the end of May. So yep. it was like still kind of nice weather out. Yes. And we put Pierce in his car seat. We made sure to go around his nap time, put the cover over it. Yep. Pierce wasn't even there. Literally. He wasn't even there. Yep. Like, me and DJ just sat and we just sat across from each other. We just talked about the last couple of weeks and how much of a whirlwind it had been Completely. and how like how we're feeling. And I just remember like catching up with him yes. because those couple first weeks were really hard and they had no time to talk to each other. Oh, yeah. So going. Yes. And they're going, like, I feel like I also don't want to. I don't want to. Make it seem like like. I'm trying to how, how can I say this? Like, time with a newborn can be hard, but it also doesn't... It's not always hard for everybody. 
Like, yes. I don't want to make it seem like every time you have a baby, it's, like, so hard. Yes. Like, do you know what I mean? When, like, I, when, when I had pasted, the the world was great. Yeah, like, because I'm like, okay, obviously some newborns are harder. And also, like, each kid is harder, like, when you have other kids to take care of. Yes. And depending on your life circumstance. Like, I'm not saying it's not hard, but I'm also saying don't automatically in your head, you're about to be a first-time mom, don't say the first couple weeks are going to be so hard. Because, like, that's not always true. That's the first couple weeks of Payson's life were the best. Like time, me and DJ talk about them. They're literally all the time. like bliss. It's like pure bliss. We literally just stared and held navy for hours and hours and hours, and just like that's what we did. And that's we were we just like too. obsessed with her, and life felt never better. A hundred percent. So, I, like, I'm not. I don't want to overshadow and say it's not hard because a lot of times it's very, very hard. It's very, of like, course you're, you're, but mom. don't go into it thinking yes, it's going to be yes. hard. It, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Don't go into it with a negative energy. Completely. Go into it with the most positive energy that even though your lives are changing, they're changing for the better. You both created this little tiny human. It's yes. going to be bliss. Bliss. And it's doesn't mean you're not going to hurt or be it, sore it, or figuring out breastfeeding tired or, or, or tired and want to like, yell at your husband a little bit. Yeah. Like that's okay. It's but, okay. But it also just like romanticize it in your mind because of that mm-hmm. your mind is so powerful. And if you're romanticizing like motherhood and having a newborn and yes, even birth, like romanticize all these things and manifest it. A hundred percent. I remember when Payson was born, it was up in Rexburg. Yes. We we're moving two weeks after she was born. Yep. You were in San Francisco. Yep. Mom had already left and it was just me and DJ. We had, we didn't really have any friends in Rexburg except for you. Like with your newborn baby. It was us on an air mattress with yep. our newborn baby. Yep. Your rocking chair. Yep. You brought it up to my apartment. Yep. That's all we had. And like, we watched sports. We ate the frozen meals that everyone made us. And we just sat. And and I wish that I could have done that with Pierce. Like, you'll, I, you'll never get that. You'll never get again. that back. And that's what I'm saying. Like, each baby's different. Like, yes, you'll never get that again. And me and Justin talk about it all the time. Like, like, do we remember Rossi being a newborn? Like, like, life was so busy. It was so busy. And, and like, I remember, like, I, I just, like, I had all of my family at my house because everyone wanted to come see Pierce. I, like, felt like I had to look good and dressed and ready and, like, host people at my house. But, like, when we were living in Rexburg, no one came over. No, it was just you guys. It was just us. And I remember DJ would just look at Payson and just start crying. No, it's the best time. And... Like, remember those moments because this, especially this mom, like you're about to be a first time mom. Just like, remember those moments that you're going to have and take them and like, you can keep your marriage alive. Yes. Date your husband. Take your newborn with you. Take take your newborn with you. We took You took Navy everywhere. I literally took Navy. And that was the one thing Justin and I said, because we're like, we're having a baby young. How do we stay young? And like, yes. keep up with our friends. Like none of our friends had babies. Like a couple of them had babies, but like. Not, not many of them had babies yet. And we're like, how do we like keep this alive? Like we want, so we were like, we're taking her everywhere. She is flexible. We're taking her everywhere. She was such a good baby. It was so easy. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm not saying every baby will be like, yeah, that, but I'm just saying like, r- have it in your head. What like goals and plans for your marriage. Also communicate those beforehand, especially yes. like, especially if you're worried about like things like with your spouse, talk to him, be like, I want you up with me for the first week. I want you to wake yes. up in the middle of the night and help me for the first week. I love that. Justin did that, and I was never angry at him. Ne- because uh, same. He got up. He was like, do you need water? What can, I can't really breastfeed, but like, what can, I, can I, do? I give you the burp cloth? Can I bring you water? Can I, I'll just sit here and talk to you. Do that for the first week. Yes. Or what me and DJ did, personally, I would do, I would be like, I will wake up in the middle of the night. 
you sleep, that's fine. Yes. But the second that baby's up at 6 a.m., you're up with the baby. Yep. And I'm sleeping. Exactly. And that was, that was what worked for and us. And then you get a couple extra hours of sleep. Exactly. Because I was like, I don't really, you don't really need to help me. The first couple of days he did that. And I was like, go back to sleep. Completely. I'm, I want to yes. do this all. Yes. I'm fine. And every, every mom is going to feel different. Exactly. So and I was like, I care about sleeping in. Also depends on their job. DJ hates waking up in the middle of the night. He is not alive. He that's wakes me. up very early <laughs> in the morning. He likes yep. waking up in the morning. Yep. And so I'm like, if that's the job you want to take, that's fine. fine. And then I would wake up. The baby wouldn't even be next to me. He would take the baby, sit on the couch, watch some sports. And I would come out when I wanted to wake up. Like Exactly. But we communicated that. So communicate your expectations. Yep. And maybe you won't know what you like until you have the baby. And my other piece of advice, which take it or leave it. It's okay. No moms feel differently about this. I think it's very, very important to have your baby on an eating schedule because you can plan around your husband. You can plan around date nights. You can plan around middle of the, I mean, middle of the night feedings are, are iffy, but usually you yeah. can plan around them. Like I just, that's like, I just think like, I know a lot of moms are like feed on demand and that's totally fine if you want to do that. Personally, I have seen moms that feed on demand versus moms that have their baby on a feeding schedule, like every three hours ish. Baby wise, read that book if you like Love need a good like that that uses a combination of the two. Um, I just I personally think it makes for a better marriage, a better scheduled baby, more planning. I less just, anxiety for less the mom. anxiety for the mom. You just you know when your baby's gonna eat because then you can you can wake up at six, quickly feed your baby for twenty minutes, go back to bed, and your husband can take your baby for three more hours. Yep, like it's just. I just personally think it's... It, it saved my sanity to have a feeding schedule. That's exactly what I'm saying. For me and everybody else my I've ever seen... My mental health was so huge. much better. Huge. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Before we get into more advice, we're going to jump in for a quick ad break. And we're super, super excited no, about... No, this is like the best. This is the the best. This first ad is about Spearmint. You guys know, me and Kenzie have been obsessed with Spearmint for... Five years. Literally years. I couldn't afford spearmint when I had Payson, and I would go. Secondhand it. Secondhand it. Find it. I would find it, and it quickly became my favorite baby clothes. I remember when I had Rossi, that is the only website I looked at. I just, Same. I love spearmint love. and They have boys. They have girls. They have everything. Gender neutrals. They have pajamas. They have, like, they cute have outfits. Cute outfits. Bows. Swaddles. Like, literally everything. They carry lots of other oh brands. Gosh, this was, like, such a great ad to do right after we talked about having a newborn baby. I know. And Spearmint Love, their Christmas shop is... Oh. Absolutely to die Do you know that I have guys. four pairs of Christmas pajamas from Spearmint? No, they're the best. They're... And they're just adorable. And the, what I really, really love, and maybe this is just me as a boy and a girl mom, but Give us they're advice. gender neutral. Yes, they are. And also, they're cute on your boy. It, and they're yep. cute on your girl. They have Christmas lights. That's one that we have. It has little Christmas string lights on it. I have it for both my kids. The gingerbread man. I have ah. that I have that just for Pierce. Dying. But obsessed. Yes. The candy canes, I have for both the kids. Yep. They have reindeer, and then they have alpine trees, which I have for both the kids. I have the alpine trees. I even have a baby one. Oh. Which I'm so excited. Like, they are, they just have the cutest prints right now. They have ruffle footies, basic footies, beanies, bows, zip rompers, literally everything you can think of. Their quality. Unreal. Unmatched. They're so cute to photograph you guys. Like, oh, literally. If you see a photo of Pierce and Rossi, 90% of the time when they were babies, they were wearing spearmint. I also thought that my spearmint was like on Amazon because it came so fast. It came within one day. Jamie, the shipping. 
is insanity. It is literally better than Amazon. It <laughs> like, came the next day. No, it's also, they are located in Arizona, which, hello. Hello. Love, love an Arizona love shop. Love an Arizona shop. I, I just, I know the owner. Yes. I interviewed for a job at Spearmint before I was an influencer. Because, like, because I the love them so much. I literally love. Yes. I love them. One of my top baby brands, 100%. 100%. And you guys go to Spearmint. Go to Spearmint Love's website. Look at the Christmas shop. And also the best thing ever, they gave us a code for you guys, which they don't give out codes. Um, I just want to say they never. do never have codes. So please take advantage of this code. And the code is codependent. You'll get 25% off your order. Huge. Go to spearmintlove.com. Enter your code codependent, 25% off. Show us what you get. I'm so excited. I'm genuinely so excited about that. Love that. Love that. Okay, so that's Spearmint. Love it. <laughs> Everyone use our code and send us your orders because I'm <laughs> so excited. Um, our next partner is Green Chef, which we are so excited about because over the holidays, cooking is just so hard. You know what's even harder than cooking over the holidays is the grocery shopping. So Green Chef just makes that so much easier. Green Chef is a meal kit company, makes easy eating well, easy with plans to fit every single lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat some more balanced meals. Green Chef offers such a range of recipes. And it's amazing because like Kinsey said, they have a variety. You can customize your plans, options for every lifestyle, sustainable, convenient, super easy, and of course, yummy. So we absolutely love Green Chef. And I got my Green Chef kit right before we moved, which was so nice because I didn't have to worry about a lot of dishes. I could pack, like, I didn't have to go grocery shopping, which is stressful, like we said, during the holidays. So love Green Chef. Saves us tons of time. Um, also, something really, really cool is that every Green Chef customer gets a free session with a registered dietitian to walk you through how you can make clean eating work for you. That's seriously amazing. Like, right? that's just like a little bonus. Like a little bonus. I love that. I love it. And all you have to do is go to greenchef.com slash 60 codependent, use code 60 codependent. You'll get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's what you have to do. Go to greenchef.com slash 60 codependent, use code 60 codependent. You get 60% off plus 20% off of your next two months. And our final sponsor for today is TN Dickinson's. We talked about them last week. You guys know we love TN Dickinson's, the best 100% natural clinical grade witch hazel and treats literally everything, everything you can think of. Do you know that after we did that, I went and bought the um, cleansing cloths? I'm so excited about that. You know that. why? Because my car is always messy and my kids' hands are always messy and they're just gentle for daily face and body cleansing, for wiping, wiping his sticky hands off of everything. I love that idea. I really, I'm going to keep some in my diaper bag because I really I love like that. them. They don't dry your skin out. I feel like some baby wipes yes. dry your skin out. but and Or like, they like don't feel like clean. Clean. I, yeah. yeah. So I went and bought some. They, have, they sell everything at Walgreens, Walmart, Target, CVS, Rite Aid, basically anywhere that you want. You anywhere can grab you can some there. The best moisturizing astringent, like we said, 100% natural, clinical grade. Head to one of your local stores and pick up some Teen Dickinson's. You need to get shopping for when you give birth. I, know, I do. You do. They have postpartum too. They have tons of postpartum care. Which so. Hazel feels the best on your downstairs when you have a baby. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Trust us. Teen Dickinson's, us. the best. The best. And you can get it literally anywhere. Anywhere. Okay, jumping right back into our advice our solicited advice. Solicited. I think it's your turn. Oh, freak. Oh, this is a good one. Kay. It was very random. Okay. How to reduce screen time for your kids. I'm going to go off on a tangent on this one because I <laughs> feel really strongly about this. Me and DJ both were like, Pierce is watching too much TV. 
Like there was like a there was like a little phase there where I just felt like his speech was like almost declining. Like he just I mean, wasn't, there, there's studies that he wasn't that. talking as much as he was like he could still say all the words but he wasn't choosing to completely and so we made like the executive decision that we were like no tv we've got to cut it out we also that that same time was when Payson was going through a bad sleep thing and we said there's no tv for Payson two hours before bed you're just like exhausted and like and usually during dinner we'll like turn a game on or something but I'm like it's it's not even what he's like but it's not it's like they're not watching like it's just a game I'm like it's the blue light it's the stimulation it's the stimulation Whether you, it, yeah they're not like duh at the screen but like it's just it's yes. keeping their their wake awake yes, more and I was is, like yeah. we're cutting out any screen time before bed two yep. hours before bed no screen time right and on. let me tell you both my kids have improved exponentially it is crazy because as moms and as busy moms and as tired moms I think we literally all feel like sometimes you just got to use the screen and you know what I'm not I'm not anti-screen time. I'm not like... Oh, I love screen time. Like, I, I'm I will for do, screen I will time, do screen time. But I also think literally making your kids play is making... Letting your kids be bored is so important. I also... They yes. do not need stimulation all the time. Your kids can be bored. And that's okay. I think for us too, like, especially with Payson, less with Pierce. I feel like Pierce will get distracted easily and yes. he'll go play. Payson, like, needs a little more stimulation. Yes. And so, like, we set her up something to paint a piece of paper to paint yep. and I, she will do that yes. for hours I love that like just set them up one single thing one little thing and then their mind's gonna explore from there they're yep. gonna go and go and go even navy I'll tell her like four options like we can play with you can do barbies you can do coloring you can play with um, tea set you can play with your tea set you can play with babies and do mom and dad like and navy ropes Rossi into doing all these things not like crafts usually but like because Rossi I, tr- I do crafts with Rossi but she Pierce doesn't uh, tell boy moms please tell me that your boys didn't like crafts no because even like their play kitchen we were talking about that last week yeah your kids just don't like it Pierce will not color he won't even pick up a crayon like he just doesn't he doesn't and it's really hard for me because Payson would color for hours hours and Pierce does not care about coloring yep whatsoever and so yeah find something though that your kid likes you know Pierce if you set him up with cars on a racetrack that's what I do he's there for hours hours if we play catch he will play catch with me for 45 minutes. You just got to find the stuff that like your kid is going to like, set them up, make an executive decision not to do screen time, set a timer. I literally to everybody about it. I literally will set a timer and say, you have, if I like, I need to get something done or I'm stressed or I'm overwhelmed and I just need my kids to sit for a minute. I will literally set a timer 30 minutes. Yep. I put on a show for them. They get 30 minutes and I tell them before I turn it on, as soon as this timer goes off, you are done. If I hear crying, whining, bickering about turning off the TV, we're not going to ever watch TV again. So, so, and seriously, it works. Like I tell Navy, I say, okay, the timer went off. She turns off the TV. She doesn't make a single complaint and they go upstairs and play. Yep. Because I gave them that time. That's she knows time. I warned her beforehand and it takes time. Like she whined and was annoyed the first couple times. Like, no, I want to watch more. But like, no, no, you're done. Cut it off. Yep. Um, not to like insert this in, but we love our Tony boxes. Love. We literally love, love Tony boxes. Tony boxes are the greatest gift of all time. I know. I've I've seen some people like, do your kids play with them? Do they not? And I've seen mixed things. Yeah. Like my kids don't really love it, or like my kids play with it all the time. My kids go through phases, 
They'll totally. get kind of like bored of the Tony box. And then this last week I saw them, they brought every single Tony downstairs and they were playing with it. So like be patient with it because sometimes your kids just like don't really understand it or they need time or they're bored of it. Payson will play with the Tony box every single day. Like Tony boxes are so good because it feels like they're getting some sort of like electronic stimulation. Well, and like my kids just like having it on in the background. Yeah, exactly. They'll like That's turn on a Tony yeah. and then they'll like go Play. and do something else. Navy and like Navy's age, she loves the stories. Rossi loves the songs. Yes. So like it's fun to see them different, like their different personalities with what Tonys they like. Yes. And Navy I think hits it till she gets a story because she's really into like listening lis- yes. and stories. And Rossi wants the fun music. So I think just like really watching your kids, like I started realizing like the things Pierce was saying I didn't like love like he was like quoting shows he was like quoting Miss Rachel and I'm like okay we need to like stop that and like start talking to him more and once you make that decision and you get your spouse in on it like Pierce is talking exponentially more than he was before we said we're gonna really limit screen time like yeah watch your kids know what they're struggling with know what they're doing I think is important yep Okay, this one I got a lot and like, I think we could go on like a big thing about it, but I I don't want to like dismiss it just because I did get it a lot is how to not be scared or fear of trying for a baby after you have a miscarriage. Got that question probably 40 million times. And so I don't want to like not talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, I just think that maybe this is like bad advice, but like you're going to be scared. I, I just, there's, there's just no way around not being nervous. Yeah. Like. I'm on my fifth pregnancy and I'm still scared. Like, you know, like it just, it doesn't go away after you've gone through that. It's just kind of scary. Yeah. And you just have to just keep like telling yourself in your mind, like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. My body's designed to do this. Yeah. Like, and even if you have another miscarriage or, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's bad advice, but I just, I just. It's not just like a, there's a cure to not be nervous about it. Exactly. Like you've been through something traumatic. It's scary. It is scary. Like, uh, what's, I don't know. I, mean, I know you haven't tried again I, yet. That's what but I was like, going to say is that, like, I mean, I'm so scared to try again. Like, like yeah. I mean. I just, I don't know how to, like. I feel like I, like, have had, like, a really good perspective on having a miscarriage. And I feel like I've, like, been really okay. But then, like, literally you saying about trying for another baby after a miscarriage, like, sends shivers down my spine. It's just like. Like, I don't realize that, like, it really did take a toll on me. And the fear is, like, deep embedded. It's very scary it's scary like and it's it's just gonna be scary like you're gonna get if you choose to get pregnant again or anybody listening that's in that situation like you're gonna try and you're gonna be scared every time you wipe you're gonna I be think scared positive like, affirmations yes of like like even just like writing it down and putting it on your mirror like yeah. this will be okay I'll we be are gonna okay. be okay my body's okay yeah and like just trying to remind yourself like your body your body knew what it was doing hundred percent agree your with body that. I mean not that it makes you feel any better you've lost a baby like of course that's it's traumatic it's so hard but you just you have to like be positive in your mind as I much th- as you can I think and I yeah. remember telling Kenzie all the time like I, I need to make it to 12 weeks I need to make it to 14 weeks I need, to make, I need to, to make it to 16 I need to make it to 20 I need to make it through my anatomy scan like every little tiny milestone just like celebrate and let yourself breathe yep I did it I'm okay take care of your body take your prenatals, do what you can to eliminate the tiniest bit of fear. But like, you're just, you're going to be fearful and it's okay to be fearful. I think another thing too is that, I mean, I kind of learned this from you. Like, don't rush back into it. 
And I remember when you had like your second miscarriage and I was like, okay, so like, when are you going to try again? And you were like, I like just need time. And I was like, Jamie, like, but you wanted a baby then. Why don't you want a baby now? And people ask you that. Like, people, well, you wanted a baby. That's, it's like my no- number one asked question. And I'm like, I can't explain it. You can't explain it. But I'm it. not ready because I know that if I got pregnant and I had another miscarriage, I wouldn't be okay. You wouldn't be okay. And you I would just, not be I, okay. And I know that. And I'm like, I can't rush my mind into that again no and like I remember I asked you all the time I'm like well like but like you wanted one and like I, how do you not now but how do you not want one now and you were just like I just need time I just don't know I have to process for some reason and that's kind of how it is for me too and I I think that if you rush back into it but you're okay to rush back into it that's fine too like yeah yeah you're the most fertile after a miscarriage like maybe, I've heard and that maybe you just and maybe you just want a baby you and just like want that right now that's, that's okay. okay but but if you're like me or like Jamie and you just need a minute because you can't go through it again. Give yourself as much time. Don't rush back into it. Like everyone yes. keeps asking me, what about your gap? Like your gap's going to be big and blah, blah, blah. And I'm it like, doesn't I'm, matter. I don't care. doesn't matter. I literally couldn't care less. Like I, your kids are going to be fine. Whether they have a 10 year age gap or a two year age gap, they're going to be okay. And I'm like, don't pressure yourself no. to just have another baby because everyone, because you were going to have a baby and you feel like, well, it feels wrong to not want another baby. Cause that's how I feel. I, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even I mean, want, people ask you daily. I don't even want another baby right now. And that feels wrong because it makes me feel bad, bad that yeah, I wouldn't be excited if I was 30 weeks pregnant, but that's not, that's not what happened. That's not the case. That's no. not my story. And so it's okay that it's okay. after having a miscarriage, I'm like, let's take a beat. Take, take a minute. Heal mentally. Your mental has to heal too. It does. Your and that takes time. Like it all just takes time. And and even, I mean, not to be like a pessimist, but even even the time, you're still gonna be scared. But it does help a lot. Yep. Like my fear has gone down since I had Rossi. Since I got pregnant with this baby. Like, I mean, when Kinsey had a miscarriage, I was terrified because I'm like, oh my gosh, like now this is so close to me. Like. I, I don't know. It's just, it's scary no matter what, but just try to be as positive as you can. Celebrate the small milestones you make. Talk to somebody about it. Have somebody that you can just say like, I'm nervous. It's okay to be nervous. It's, it's okay. Definitely okay. And for them to just be like, you know what? It's okay. You're going to be okay. You'll be fine. Everything's going to be okay. Your body knows what it's doing. Just, you got to trust it. That's a good one. I know. I'm like, sorry. I know that's not like the best advice, but there's just not, <laughs> there's not like a cure. Like there's not a cure for there's fear. There's not a cure. Yeah. So, Okay. Um, oh my gosh, I have so many good ones. How to support a friend when you disagree with them, but loyalty is fierce. Ooh, I think I got that one too. Um, I, I mean, I think it's okay to disagree with people. It's I okay do too. okay to have disagreements. That doesn't, we were literally just talking about this because we have a friend who we love and she is like so blunt and so <sighs> like, like if I say like, oh, I love vanilla ice cream. She's like, I don't. Like, it's gross. And instead of being like, oh, yeah, I love it too. Which like is like me. most people do that. <laughs> that's natural, I think, yes. to just like, yeah, same. same. <laughs> like, I know that that's a stupid example. I'm just I'm just saying. Yes. But like, to just be like, oh, yeah, I don't really like it. But like, that's cool. You like it. Like, that's okay. That's okay. Just because you're loyal to them doesn't mean you have to agree with everything they agree with. Like, you're different people. Yeah. And like, you're allowed to have your own standpoint. And like, yeah. you could be like. 
Like, I don't agree with that. But like, if that's what works for you, that's totally fine. Exactly. Like it doesn't, I mean, you can still have your, I mean, me and Jamie disagree on things. Yeah. Like it, it's, it, it's super normal to disagree on and things. And you're different people. And you're different people. You have different thoughts, different feelings, different life experiences. Like it's different. It's okay. One thing that comes to my mind and maybe this like isn't it, but she says how to support a friend when you disagree with them. And one thing that I can think of, if your friend like has an abortion yes. and you don't agree with that decision, but you can still be a support person for them. A hundred percent. I feel like that's one of like the most like separating things. Like anything political or even religious. Exactly. Like you can disagree if you personally disagree with that choice. You can still disagree with it. But you know what? That's not the time or the place. They're probably struggling. They're really going through it. It's not about you. It's not it's about, not about it's not about what you believe in. What your values and morals tell you. You can bring them soup. You can tell them that you still love them. You can tell them that you know that that's so hard for them. And I can't imagine how hard that is. You can still empathize with somebody. And not agree with the decision that they're making. And not agree with their decision. And that's completely okay. That's like a big polarizing subject that I feel like is hard Com for people. Completely. And so that's like the first one that goes to my mind is like, you disagree with that decision, but you can still be a friend to them. You can still be a friend with them, to like them, it with doesn't, them. You can hold their I mean, hand. we've like, had friends that literally are like, you're part of a cult. Like, do you know that? Yeah. Like, it's awkward. It's uncomfortable. How do you say like, it's, no, I'm not. It's like my whole identity. My, like, it's like I'm, my whole upbringing. It's like yeah, what I'm raising my kids into and you're going to say it's a cult. Like, it's really... Like it's kind of, but it doesn't mean we're not friends with them. It's just like, well, you know what? You can think that and that's okay. You're allowed your opinion. But also at the same time, this is still something I cherish and believe in. Let's and just agree to disagree yeah, on religion. And we don't have to talk about religion, but you can still support me. And if I had a friend who left the Mormon church and was like, please come to my kid's christening, christening at the Catholic church, I'd be like, heck yeah, I'll be there, girl. I'll be the first, I'll, I'll be the first your dinner. row. Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah, exactly. Because you should just show up and support. And it doesn't yes. matter if I don't, if I'm not Catholic, so I don't believe in Catholicism. Like you can still be there. You show up for your You friends. show up and you're there. So yeah. Amen, yeah. sister. Okay, this one's like, I have a couple like longer ones, which okay. I was excited a little bit more like specific ones, but they were good. I just started a new job, forgot to log my time for one of my shifts. My boss said that since I didn't submit it correctly, I'm not going to get paid for that shift. I feel like this is super unfair, especially since I'm still learning their system. We also log our time on paper when we go in. So there's another record of it. The what? whole thing doesn't seem right to me. I'm not, I'm torn if I should bring it up. I don't know her very well yet. I don't want to cause conflict or seem disrespectful of her policy. What should I do? Uh, you no. worked, you should get paid. That, that's literally like illegal. Like, no, I feel like that's illegal. Yeah. Like, I that's would not let that. I would fly. just be like, Hey, like I did log it here. Like, sorry, I don't know your system, but like, I expect to be paid I for the hours I expect to be paid for here. the hours that I was here. No, that's ridiculous. Like, that's like not even a question. I don't care if you don't know her. That's also seems like if she doesn't want to pay you, like you need a new, like. 100%. Like get out of there. Like, because yep. this is the start of a massive problem. Yeah, completely That's agree. like an easy, like an, not an easy one, but like I know that that's, that's hard. That's like uncomfortable. It's, it's awkward to yep. talk to her, but like go talk to her. Like send her an email or a text even, like yep. if you're kind of nervous. No, I completely agree. So anyway, okay, go. This is also a long one. Okay. Pre-approved and want to put an offer on in a house, but we would close the week of Christmas and I'm due with our first baby January 26th. We're currently renting for a $1,200 in a crappy three bed, two and a half bed townhouse. Our mortgage would be 2,700. So they pay 1,200 right now. Their mortgage would be 2,700. We can afford it, but is it stupid to ha buy a house and have a baby so close together when we aren't used to the expenses of a baby? 
That's a good one. Um, I think that it's hard to say, but also if you feel ready, then go for it. I, I feel like, yeah. I mean, I think renting's great. I rented up until yeah, two years ago. I don't think there's anything like, wrong with it. There's definitely nothing wrong but with renting. But at the same time, if you, if can, you can afford it, buy, that's always a better choice. I agree. And also when it comes- Doesn't mean you need to buy outside of your limits. Don't buy outside of your limits. But if you can afford that, like- I also will say, I know that like there's a lot of small expenses that come with a baby, but that's for the most part, babies aren't like people are like having a baby is so expensive. Yes. There's parts of having a baby that are expensive, but like, especially your first baby, I don't know. You're showered with so many things like, and you don't need the best and nicest things. You don't. I did not have anything. Everything with with Navy was secondhand or used. It was great. It was was great. I bought her changing table from marketplace. It was pottery barn but it was 40 bucks. Yep. Like fine. You can find nice things that are used. I went to the DI every day for the last two months of my pregnancy with Payson and found her cute, the cutest clothes ever and found loved baby. Spearmint. Yeah. You all the things having a baby really isn't, it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be, they need diapers. If you breastfeed, that's hundred percent free. Yep. (laughs) Like, and they need some clothes. People will get you clothes. Like I, I think I personally would rather be moved in before the baby. Before the baby, personally, I agree. Or like right when the baby's born, you move in, kind of thing. Someone told me this once, and I like I didn't. I was like, oh, whatever. But they're like, ha- taking care of a baby in your belly is a lot easier than taking care of a baby out of your belly. So like, get what you can done before. Before, yeah. Like it's crazy. It's gonna be hard. Don't overdo it because you don't want to like push your body too far. Yes. But like. If you can do it and you can afford it, buy the house. Like that's exciting. And if you feel like it's an upgrade and it's a reasonable upgrade for your family that's you can manage, then do it. Twenty seven hundred on a mortgage is pretty good, it's, especially in this market. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I mean, we jumped from our rental was eleven hundred yep. to our mortgage now, and like it's a jump. It's a jump. It's a jump. Of course, it, it's gonna take a couple months to get adjusted. Yep. But it it really like. Anything under three thousand, I think, is like a really stellar mortgage. I completely agree. So, yep. In my opinion, I don't know so much of your backstory, but in my opinion, I personally would move. I would, I would make it, and I would do it. If you can do it, do it. If it's gonna stress you out, and you are gonna feel, and if you feel content in the place you're in, like me and Kenzie were talking about this because she was maybe thinking about moving, like yes. a couple months ago, and like, could she afford it? Yes. Did she feel the need to? No. No. You felt. It would be fun too, and it would be fun. have an upgrade and all this like fun stuff. But like at the end of the day, are you okay and are you content and are you happy with your house? Exactly. If you are not, and like you said, a crappy three bedroom or whatever, like yep. then move. Then move totally. Like, but if you do feel like, you know what, we don't need to move. We're content. We're actually happy. We could make this work for two to three to four more years. Yep. Then stay. Then stay. And that's what, that's like what we kept going back on because my parents really wanted us to move to get them a casita. Yes. So that they could come and visit, which we really wanted to do as well. Completely. But then we just started looking into places and I it, it really, it genuinely made me sad to think about moving from our house. I and that love our house. That's your answer. And I like told DJ, I'm like, my parents like want us to move before Christmas. Like it's a lot. It makes me sad to think my kids would wake up and not be at this house on Christmas. Like it, it just feels like home to me. It and doesn't feel like the right time. And I like have so much I want to do to it. And there's so much I want to like be in that house. So I'm like, if it doesn't feel right, don't move. If it feels completely right, like your move, everything was just felt right. Perfect together. Completely. That's when you should move. That's when you should move. 
Yes. If it's all working, going well, then that's... That's your sign. That's your sign. Okay. Um, Let's see. Do you want to do one more each? Yeah, I kind of have a lo- another long one. So I'm trying to decide if I want to do that or or not. Okay. Hmm. Dang, there's so many good ones. How to tell my religious in-laws that my brother is gay? Just tell them. I mean, I think that they shouldn't judge you. That's It's your brother. It's, it's not literally like literally your brother. I mean, even if you were coming out as gay, they shouldn't judge you either. But I like agree. it's your brother. You have zero you have zero say in your brother's sexuality. Yeah, like I just think Oh man, I stand up from the freaking rooftops and tell people that my sister's gay. Me too. And my parents are very religious. It was very hard for them. Yes. Like, I mean, but at the end of the day, do you love your sister? Do you love your brother? Yeah. Do you want them to be happy? It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. I would also be terrified to bring my kids around my in-laws that say openly like homophobic comments yes so like I would want to know like I agree how my in-laws feel about you know yes y- yes like, I I don't like, want this is a part of my life and like your brother's a part of my sister's a huge part of my life I wouldn't be okay with if my, my in-laws com- were trashing rash about gay people and like we're always making religious comments my kids would not be at their house and I wouldn't be. I would be like, yep. sorry, my like that's a part that's of my life. That's not what we teach in our home. Yes. We don't teach that. And so I don't want somebody else teaching my child things Completely. that I don't believe in that my I home. I don't believe in. And so I would tell them as soon as possible. Yeah. Because the sooner you and tell. And especially if they're making comments like, hey, I want you to know. And like, maybe they're not making comments. Maybe you're just nervous because they are super religious and you know they disagree with it. That's okay. Yep. But like, if they are making comments, I'd be like, hey, my brother's actually gay. Like, and maybe they just, because they don't know, they feel like you're loose agreeing with their with words. Them. Yep. Like, yeah, they feel loose with their words. Maybe you just need to say, hey, my brother's gay. And like, this isn't how we talk. This isn't how we talk about Especially it. Especially around my children. Like, yeah, I don't know if this girl has kids or not. Yeah, true. But regardless. That's just like what goes into my mind. I agree. I agree. And like, I don't know, that was like a random one, but I was like, oh, like, I mean, we have a gay sister with religious families. So. Yeah. And uh, my in-laws ask about it all the time. Yeah. And they ask like in a very respectful way. They like, they like ask about who she's dating and they ask how she's doing and they like, yeah. they're very, very nice about it. And yeah, mine are too. They never said anything mean about her. Exactly. Or like, like that they disagree. They've never said that at all. Like my in-laws have got, gave like given pace in a book about like inclusivity yep. and like, you know, it has has gay people in the book you know like I'm like I'm glad that they understand that that is part of our life and that's something that my kids have to kind of learn about at a younger age because like that's their that's their aunt right and like it's okay that that's their aunt yeah you know yeah completely anyways that was a good one that's a good one for us because we have a gay sister yes um okay this is my last one are you ready yes I'm ready my mom made the gift assignments this year for Christmas and she's making the kids get each other gifts okay the parents because the Okay, the parents, because the kids don't have... Oh, she's making the kids get each other gifts. It's actually the parents because the kids don't have their own money. So it ends up making the parents spend more on gifts. I bought. I brought this up to my mom, and she said and said that we could just do sibling gifts so we can focus on giving good gifts rather than cheap ones that we'll use once and want to toss. She went off on me and said it was selfish because I made the most money and had the most means to give more gifts compared to everyone else. It just feels like she's t- taking advantage of how much 
I feel like my mom does not have my best interest at heart and I'm debating cutting her off. Okay, I think that's a good one. That's a loaded one. There was like, it was all like question all boxes like, and there yes. was like 12 of them. So. Um, that's a really good one. I, I personally think like, I mean, your mom should respect you. Yeah, like, we, do, we do kids gifts. Yeah, and, but and it is a lot, and it's a lot. And, but also, if I was like, "Hey, let's skip let's kid skip gifts this year," every p- nobody would care. Nobody would. Also, care. our kids are so young; they don't really care or know. Like, I think that if you just have like, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't also, matter. how much money you make. If you don't want to spend it on other people's kids, or you want to spend it more towards your siblings, who cares? Like, your if, mom should respect yes. that. If and everyone in our family said, "I would rather just do really good sibling gifts and not get the kids anything," I would say, "Perfect, I'm in." Yeah, like. It wouldn't matter. It I mean, wouldn't matter. We don't do sibling gifts in Justin's family because there's too many kids. Like his brother has seven kids and the rest of us, there's only three kids. So like it wouldn't work. Yeah. But like nobody's offended. Nobody cares. Like I don't, I don't care that the cousins aren't giving each other gifts. Like it's a fun thing to do if you can do it. But if and, you can't, it's But okay. if you can't do it and you don't want to do it, then don't do it. I don't know if you should like cut your mom off from that. Like if there's more if to there's it. If there's more to it and like this is a toxic thing that keeps happening then like maybe consider that I don't maybe know maybe get like your siblings in on it too because like for yeah. me personally I would call you first completely and then I'd be like I'm gonna text the group and then you have my back yep and then I would text the group and then you would say totally fine with me well I mean and especially exact I completely agree like do that I was gonna say like even something small like my whole family wanted to go to the Suns game for Christmas. Yep. Like one of our Christmas activities is going to the Suns game altogether because me and Kendall already have tickets Kenzie and Kendall yeah they have season tickets so like that's already part of it. The games are expensive because they're good. Good. And it's around Christmas time yep. and people want to go. And it's go. a Saturday night game. It's a Saturday night. Like everybody wants to go. But I was like, hey, you know what? Like we're moving. I have a baby coming. I, I want to spend money on my kids for Christmas. Like I'm just like, I don't, I don't know if we're going to come. Like everybody else feel free to go. I'm not offended yep. if everybody goes without us. But just so you know, we might not come because that's not an expense I really want to take on right now. Yeah. And everybody was like, dang it, that sucks. But I support you. And you were like, I can come last minute if things if line up. If we decide up, and I'll check game, game tickets time. are cheap, yep. we'll check a cheap ticket. And if we find them, we find them. But if not, I'm setting the preface that we might not be there. And nobody was mean to me or mad at me. Literally not And once. Kendall ended up buying us son's tickets for Justin's birthday because she really wanted us there. Like, how nice of her. It's not yeah. that I don't have the money to buy them, but I wanted to prioritize. prioritize. Hey, I would rather spend money on baby stuff or my kids Christmas mm-hmm. or my house your house. brand new house like so and everybody was understanding like even if they were sad and maybe your mom's like oh dang it like the cousin's presence would be fun she should understand she should understand like, it doesn't matter how much money you have what you want to do with your money is what you want to do with your money yep and like everybody should just be like that's okay I support you totally like a hundred percent and so I don't know. I just, I felt like that was a good, like. I, there was a, actually a couple like holiday ones in there too. Like how do I tell my sisters that I don't want to spend or my sister-in-laws, I don't want to spend $200 on my, my in-laws gifts. gifts. Like, because a lot of the time, like, I mean, that's what happens in like my in-law family. My sisters know, my sister-in-laws know my mother-in-law better than I do. They're yeah. my daughters. Like they'll text and be like, hey, we're doing this for mom. Everyone Venmo. There was, there was one year that they said, everyone just Venmo however much they want and we'll put everyone's names on it. And it was when me and DJ were super broke. I love that. And it was that. probably something expensive. Of life. Exactly. And I think I Venmoed like 20 bucks. And I think everyone else paid like 100. But like, but like 
they, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You know, and and I think that that's okay. Or say, hey, we're not going to go in on sibling gifts this year. Like, yes, we're not going to go in on parents' gifts this year. You guys can all go in on it, but we're we have something else in mind. Yeah, we, we have something else. Yeah, and never feel pressure to buy people presents. That's so stupid. No, that's and if your family can't afford it, just don't do it. And it's okay because guess what? By next Christmas, nobody's going to remember who bought what. We can't even remember who had who for Christmas last year. And if and if they do, then that's really really sad because yep. Christmas is not about that. And if you get to just spend time together and have fun together, then that's what it matters. At the end of the day, it's of course gifts are fun. I love gifts. We all love gifts. We all but love like, gifts. And if I had unlimited money, I would literally buy a gift for everybody I saw in my life because <laughs> I love giving gifts. It's my <laughs> love language. Like I would see a mom at Target and be like, "You're a mom. You deserve a gift. Here's a candle. Here's a, here's a Stanley. Literally." Like, because I love doing that. You want a Stanley? You, you want, want a Stanley? Stanley? Everyone gets Stanley. If I own Stanley, I would be broke. <laughs> like, I would be under. Like, everybody would get a free Stanley. But, like, that's not the reality of it. And so, anyway, just do what you can. And don't put pressure on yourself. It's Christmas. Have a good Christmas. It is supposed to be the like, best time of the full entire year. Time to year. tell you, Kenzie, I'm not buying you a gift. That's fine. <laughs> just be there, okay? Just be there. <laughs> just be in my life. No, I literally, I just... I was telling, I was trying to explain it to Payson last night because they're learning this new song in primary and it's called the nativity song. And it talks about like Jesus was born in Bethlehem and in her talk in the program, she said Jesus was born in a manger in Bethlehem. And so she was asking me about Bethlehem and I was like trying to explain to her that that's like where Jesus was born, you know, and the reason that we have Christmas is because of Jesus. And she said, but what about Santa? And I said, Santa's just fun. Santa just brings us our presents. I was like, but the reason of Christmas is because it's Jesus's birthday. And he got presents from the wise men because he was so important. And so we like have a tradition where you get presents, presents, you know, because you're special. And she's like, it's his birthday and it's Christmas. And I said, that's why there's Christmas. (laughs) She's like, why was, why is his birthday Christmas? I was like trying to explain to her. And I was like, around Christmas, we have to be so nice because Jesus was so nice. And I'm like trying Trying to explain to her that like, it's not about Santa. It's about Jesus. And it's very hard for a four-year-old to grasp. Oh, especially because like at school, they don't talk about like Jesus. They talk about Santa. Right. I mean, even Navy, six years old, she, she said that we were decorating for Christmas this last weekend. And she's like, mom, I love Christmas. I love getting presents. And I said, Christmas isn't about presents. She said, well, yes. yeah, it is. I said, it's actually about Jesus. And she said, what? No, Payson was so confused. And she's like, I'm like, Jesus was born. We get to celebrate him. We're, I'm like explaining all the things I, to I kept him. saying, it's his birthday. Yeah, that's me what, too. Because that's what and Payson understands. Like, okay. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is <laughs> conversations we have to have young though, because yep. that's what she's already thinking is, I love presents. And which it's like, Santa's okay, day. Okay, you're a kid, but like. That that's not the reason of the season. I, I like told Payson, I'm like, we're going to do something so nice for other people because Jesus was so nice. Yes. So I, we need to like set something up yes, where we, we like do. take the girls to do like something nice. We do. So that they like see. Can start to understand yes. like yes. the reason if for the season. If you have, even if you're not LDS or Mormon, if you have like a giving machine in a city <gasps> near you. Please go. Go do it. I cry every time. Navy loves it. I let her pick out one to two things that she can give and it's if you don't know what a giving machine and it's like a little machine and you get to like there's different like cards so it'll be like um shoes for this kid or backpack school supplies feminine hygiene products there's usually like a worldwide one and then there's a local one like I said depends where you are but like go to the giving machine and take your kids they have one in Prescott it's really cool do you know that they opened one in Prescott yeah they're doing like a short like a little one like it's like for like a week 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. They're doing like like a traveling one. Oh, cute. I know, which is so cute. I love it. I literally cry every year I do it. I love the giving and machine. And you put like your number, like you, it's a real vending machine. So you put like A6 and then you watch it dispense and then yes. it just like goes to like. You drop and you see how much people have donated and how much like different things they've donated for. Navy will always pick out like a baby doll for a little girl yes. because she, she she loves that. Yes. Um. There's like a full turkey. There's there's like a dinner, Christmas dinner. Christmas there's dinner. a big one too. There's like a cow or a sheep for like a f- family that needs like a full, like they need like meat. Yeah. And so it's really cool. There's so many different things on there. And it starts there. at like $5 to like $200. $200. Yeah. So you can kind of choose how much you want to donate. But it's so, so cool. The giving machine is like one of the coolest things. So just now we're just talking about Jesus. Now we're talking about Jesus. So I'm sorry. <laughs> this, this turned into like something different. But anyway, no, I love that. And. We're just like in the holiday spirit here. Uh, and I've been in the holiday be. spirit since October 31st. And we're going to stay in it. So stay just in so it. you guys I'm know. I'm so excited for my trip, you guys. I can't wait to recap when we get home. Can't wait to recap. And yeah, I hope that everyone has a good week. It'll be like a good amount of time. We'll get to like chit-chat. Oh, we're going to have lots to chit-chat about. We're chit-chat. So anyway, have the best week ever. We love you guys. And hope that... Um, you feel the Christmas magic and hope that you loved our solicited advice. You're welcome. <laughs> there's, there's always too much. There's we never too much to cover it all, but anything. Um, yeah. We even anyway. started so early today. Anyway. We didn't get through any. We didn't. But we really love you guys. And we'll see you next week on the Codependent, Codependent Podcast. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.